Hey, and uh, we uh, just open uh, with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for today. We ask that the blessing of your Holy Spirit would rest upon this service. We pray that every aspect from the worship, the exhortation, the preaching of your word, every component of it would draw people closer to you. Father, we thank you and we worship you in the name that is above every name. Amen. God bless you as you worship with us.
stop here. I'm going to be pushing you a little bit. I'm going to push you today. I'm going to push you. I'm going to push you to believe more than you've ever believed. Some of you, you got to start praying those big prayers. You know, Isaiah 54, this song is based upon Isaiah 54:17. No weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper. But Isaiah 54, let me read to you how this scripture begins. Because this has to do with miracles. This actually has to do with miracles. Some of us are very fixated on the weapon formed against us. <laughs> Which is eroding the big belief that he wants for us to have. Let me just read to you Isaiah 54. This is how it begins. Sing barren woman, you who never bore a child. Sing barren woman, you who never bore a child. Sounds to me like she needs a miracle. Burst into song, shout for joy, you who are never in labor. Sounds like she needs a miracle. Because more are the children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband, says the Lord. He says, guess what? I'm going to intervene. I'm going to intervene. And this is what I want you to do. Verse 2, enlarge the place of your tent. Why? Because I'm going to give you a lot of children. I am going to break off the barrenness. I'm going to do the miracle. I don't know about any of you. Pastor Stephen, am I the only one that wants? Come up, I wonder. Come on, we're going to believe God for greater things. We have made God way too small. Now, some of you are afraid of the battle, see? You're afraid of the weapon formed against you, which is at the verse 17. But the fact is this. The Lord says, I want to fill your tent with the very things that you have desired of me. I want to fill your tent barren woman i want to fill your tent with the miracle of these children that in the world in the material realm in the physical realm says you cannot have but i am a miracle working god and no weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper we're going to pray some big prayers right now we're going to enlarge the place of our tent Right now, I want you to pray the big prayer. I want you to pray for the miraculous thing. I want you to ask God for that big thing. Right now, whatever it may be, as the worship team sings this song, I want you to do that. I want you to pray for the thing that you feel almost ridiculous praying about. Praying for right now. Pray for it right now. Believe God. Enlarge the place of your tent right now. Come on, worship team.
That's our cry this morning, to do whatever the Lord wants to do. And we want to encourage you that, you know, the Lord's got some great things in store for you. If you would just allow him to have that place in your life, a place in your heart. And, and you know, we're, we're doing a whole series right now on the miraculous. And, you know, it's interesting because a lot of times people don't believe that God still does the miracles. God doesn't. And. You know, I don't know about you, but my Bible says I am the God that performs miracles. And he says in the latter days, he's going to pour out his spirit upon all flesh. And signs and wonders are going to follow them. And the signs and wonders are miracles. So I was thinking about that and thinking about how do we cultivate that in our lives? Because one of the challenges we have as believers is to fall into what we call norm, uh, nominal Christianity, which is kind of an oxymoron because... You know, you're either a follower of Jesus or you're not. But we have a lot of people that are followers that kind of follow him in kind of a, well, when it feels comfortable, but not to be radically transformed by the power of the gospel. And I'll tell you, we want to be a church that is radically committed to the things of Christ. And so I was thinking about that yesterday afternoon, and the Lord kind of put some things on my heart of how we can perceive God to do miracles. What are some things that you and I can do that can cultivate an atmosphere around us of seeing the miraculous. And I think the very first thing we could do is to get a change in our physical perspective from the physical realm to the spiritual realm. You know, we've, I've flown a lot. I've flown all over the world. And one of the things I love to do is to sit at the window seat and look down as you're flying because it gives you a vantage point of seeing things in ways you've never seen them before. A town that looks so big from the air at 30,000 feet looks very small. A huge field full of grain from the circle, from the ceiling looks like, or from a plane looks like a circle. And you know, God wants us to have his perspective on things. And one of the things that has to happen is you and I need to change the way we look at things. We need to stop, get off the news, get offline, just listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Listen to what the Spirit of God is trying to say to you. Because one of the things that God's Spirit wants to do is He wants to cultivate something new in you. One of the things He wants to do is stir something in you. He wants you to fall in love with His Word and fall in love with the Spirit of God. Fall in love with the teachings of Scripture. And allow the Spirit of God to do something new. Actually, in the Old Testament, in the book of Isaiah, chapter 43, verse 19, there's a passage that the prophet says, I am doing a new thing. Well, let me tell you, God wants to do a new thing in you right now. He wants the old to get out. He wants new to come in. He wants you to be full of the Spirit. He wants you to be striving to know Him in a way like you've never known Him before. One of the reasons we do our Daniel Fast every January is it's a time to press in to hear what the Lord has for you. 
And I want to encourage you, press in and get a perspective that God has that will change your perspective of who he is and what he wants to do through you. And one of the best ways you and I could do that is to get into the word of God. God's word is active. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. It divides us from the world around us. It gives us a perspective of things that we don't have normally. And one of the things that God's Word wants to do is it wants to envision in us the potential of what the Spirit of God wants to do. You know, I was was reading this last week in the the Gospel of Luke in chapter 4. And in the beginning of chapter 4, Jesus is taken out into the desert. He's taken out into the wilderness. After his time of fasting, he comes back, and immediately what happens? He's confronted by the devil, and what does the devil try to do? To try to convince him to bow down and to usurp his position of supremacy over all things to the devil. And what happens? The word of God comes, and Jesus, who, according to John chapter 1, was the word who became flesh and dwelt among us, the word speaks the word to his enemy. I'll tell you, if Jesus needs to speak the word to his enemy, what do you and I need to do? When you and I are confronted with depression or fear or worry or anxiety or or isolation or whatever it is, what do we need to do? We need to open up the word of God and declare the word of God over us. It is healing to our bones. It is strength to our weakness. It is empowerment to us. And we need to declare the word of God. We need to be people who are not afraid to put on the helmet of salvation, take up the sword of the Spirit, and use the Word of God to proclaim our situations. Another thing that happens as a result of us getting that different vantage point and and being able to proclaim God's Word, you know, because life and death is in the power of the tongue. So what you speak over yourself is what God sees and God releases over you. So I want you to start declaring the Word of God, declaring the blessings of God, declaring the favor of God. And when you do that, what's going to happen is you're going to have an ability to have perseverance and tenacity to stand against any weapon that's formed against you. Because you know the Lord is with you. The Lord is going to allow you to prosper. He's never going to fail you. He's never going to leave you. He's never going to abandon you. He will always be there for you. You know, when our kids were little, one of the things that was interesting about our kids, they would they would come up with strategies and schemes on how to uh, pool their resources and then wear mom and dad down so we would give in to their their extra needs. And they would say, we'd tell them, you know, if you guys want to earn something, you got to earn some money for something. But they would get together, specifically our two sons, and they would put their, their, their coinage together, their money together, and they would come to us and say, hey, I've got so much, but I need a little more. And you know what's amazing about kids? When you tell them no at 1 o'clock, at 1.05, they'll come back and ask you again. You know why? Because they're persistent. And God wants us to be persistent. Just because God may have said no to you one time doesn't mean he's saying no all the time. Keep being persistent in in asking the Lord and seeking him and desiring to find his will. Find out what he has for you. And one of the things that you will do, you know, if you keep asking, what does the word of God say? Keep knocking and the door will be open. That's Matthew 7, 7. He'll open the door for you, but you have to be persistent and faithful in continuing to knock on that door. And then what happens when you do that, it stirs something in your faith. It stirs you up so you're willing to do something really radical that a lot of Christians don't want to do. You know what that's called? That's called stepping out in your faith. 
and stay, saying, you know what? I believe that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe that the Lord of God has spoken to me. I believe the Lord Almighty has called me to do this. And I'm going to speak forth what he said. And then I'm going to act upon it. You know, January is a funny time of the year because we eat from, from Thanksgiving to Christmas. And then since we've been in lockdown for eight months, we're baking and eating all this stuff that we normally don't eat. And we're working from home. You know, I'm working from my refrigerator most of the time. But in January, what happens? We all think, okay, now I've got to lose some weight. So what do we do? We sit on the couch and we watch exercise programs. Right? No, you have to get out and move. The only way you're going to lose weight is by exercising, by cutting back your calories. And the only way you're going to grow in your faith is the same thing. Faith without works is dead. You've got to put a little action in your talk. you got to just stop talking about it and start doing it. Stepping out in faith and believing that the Lord is going to ex exceedingly abundantly provide for what you ask. But you know what it takes? It takes you and I to be people of faith. It takes you and I to be people to say, I don't care what other people do. I'm going to press in to know the Lord. I'm going to press in and I'm going to come to him. And like Hebrews says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, the great hall of faith, he says this, and anyone who wants to come to him must believe God, what, that he exists and he does what? He rewards those who diligently and sincerely seek him. You know, we have a lot of people that seek a lot of things. We have people that seek after sports, you know. We have people that seek after status. We have people that seek after prestige. We have people that seek after things. But how many of you are really pressing in to diligently seek after the Lord? To have that passion, like the prophet said, there is a fire that burns in my belly for him. And we want to be people who have the, the Spirit of God flowing through us and we act upon what we believe. And when you do that, what's going to happen? You're going to see God perform miracles. You're going to see God do supernatural things. You're going to see the Lord do things that you thought were unable to be accomplished because your lack of faith. Why? The Word says it. The Word says, you have not because you ask not. And you ask, you ask for the wrong motives. The only way you can have the right motives is if you're in the Word of God. And you need to press into the Word of God. You need to get into what God has for you. And you have to believe Him that He's going to do it. Father, right now, we just pray for those that are listening. I pray that, Father, you would stir up something within us so powerful, we would be transformed, we would be renewed, we would be re-energized in our faith. I pray that, God, your Holy Spirit would powerfully, powerfully touch us. I pray that we would be people that are not just hearers of the Word, but we're doers of the Word. We're people that act upon the Word, and that, Lord, we are not ashamed, but we could boldly proclaim it. We could speak it out to the nations. We could speak it out to our situations we can speak over our circumstances and we can see that our God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above what we ask or believe in Jesus name we ask that amen God bless you Anthony you've got some announcements for us good morning um, real quick I, I just got a text message from my wife um, so I'm gonna share real quick uh, pastors don't mind a, a quick testimony um, we're doing you know our um, our thirst conference and even today's message is about uh, miracles uh, today's message on why miracles and um, you know last week 
Pastor uh, Pastor David had preached about um, you know faith and 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 not having doubt in God. And even on, on Wednesday, our youth group, our message was on faith and and not doubting God and and why we should believe and and you know how um, certain things are what are are what uh, increase our belief in the Lord. And um, back in uh, a quick testimony, back in the middle end of September. Um, my son started getting this little rash just on his leg, um, and you know I messaged his doctor, and he was like, "Oh, you know, use this lotion. You can get this topical cream for him." And um, so we started doing that, and it started to spread. It got a little bigger, and then it went to the other leg, and then it started going to his arms, um, on both arms, and he was uh, then on his chest and his back. And my kids, my kids sweat like they get hot. They run hot. And um, you know, my wife was like, "Well, you know, keep them in shorts, and you know, try not to let them run around with a beanie on." And you know, uh, I was lotioning him. This boy was greased up. Like he was, you know, he would slip out of your hands if you were trying to hold him. Um, and the other day, it was actually after Pastor David's message where, you know, it was, it clicked in my head, you know, like, I haven't prayed for him yet. I haven't done what I should be doing. And even my wife, she's like, oh, yeah, I prayed for him, too, the other day. And um, he was just having a hard time. And as a parent, you know, there's these situations where you just, you want to do so much for your kid. And there's just nothing we could do other than give him lotion and, you know, try to, you know, calm him down and. Um, you know, my wife, we came to practice on Thursday to worship practice and we had the kids with us and, um, my wife asked the prayer team or the worship team to pray for him and, uh, they prayed and, um, you know, it was awesome. And, you know, my son is just up there, you know, loving all the attention. And, um, so last, this morning, you know, last night we took my son a bath and, this morning, I came to church to, to help set up early. My wife gets here, and she's like, my son's in shorts and, you know, a light, a light jacket. And she's like, oh, check your son. And I look at him, and he's still a little red, but the scaliness and everything is completely gone. There's no, you know, he's, it's not as raised up, you know. And we went, we went to the doctor. Well, we spoke to a doctor, and I did a video call, and, you know, they just continue with the cream, continue with the lotioning. And it did nothing. It, you know, it, it soothed him a little bit. But in from last Sunday to today, you know, we had a miracle. And, you know, it's, it's, so, it's so easy to say, I believe in God. I believe what God can do. But, and I did have to ask him, Lord, help my unbelief. And in doing so, he did. We we stepped out and prayed for my son. It took us three and a half months to pray for my son and let the Lord do his work. And it's a miracle and it helps my unbelief. It helps anybody else's unbelief, you know. So I just wanted to, to share that um, because it, it is a miracle. And I'm super grateful and I'm glad my son has a little more uh, a normality in him, you know, uh, he doesn't have to worry about that, but let's get back to announcements now. Uh, anybody watching, we just want to thank you, uh, all visitors, uh, just welcome. 
Um, we do have a weekly newsletter that goes out to all of our visitors, to all of our congregation. So if you are new, go ahead and uh, send us an email. Either uh, right now while you're watching this, you can send it uh, or the direct message. And we'll get you that uh, e-newsletter out that goes out every Friday. It's got all of our information on it. Um, so just keep in touch that way. Also, another way you can you can keep in touch is through our uh our podcast sermons. So everything we, everything you hear here, um, will go to our podcast. You can go ahead and uh, go to the backlog of that. If you hear something that um, you think is for somebody else that isn't listening or that isn't uh, following uh, online, you can send that to them. Uh, that's through Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Any any way you get your podcast. Um, tonight we have our worship proclamation uh, that is here at the church. Uh, that's going to be from 5.30 to 7. Uh, if you can come out, it's a, a, an intimate group uh, of worship and, and just kind of getting yourself right with God uh, in, in a small setting. Uh, it's, it's great. Uh, you know, it gets, gets you where you should be before, uh, you know, you, you, just like any soldier has to train. It, it gets more training in you as you're going to go out on the front lines. Um, and it's going to take you to greater heights. So, again, here at the church from 5.30 to 7. So if you can, come out and make that. Um, we are into week two of our Daniel fast. 20-day uh, uh, fasting that we're doing, uh, ending on the 31st. Um, uh, another thing I want to share is uh, it has been uh, tough. So do follow us on Facebook if you're having a hard time. I know I'm not, more, I'm not much of a... Uh, uh, veggie eater and so this has been a little difficult for me i have to like search and scrounge for um for recipes because i don't know what i'm doing um but follow us on the facebook page uh we're, we're posting as much as we can we're getting um pictures of our meals if you if you have something you want to share again direct message us you can send a picture in the comments let us know we'll go ahead and feature that um because like myself you know i'm i'm scouring the internet trying to find uh, recipes that you you might be able to send me something and be like hey, I made this is pretty easy I'll try it out if it's easy I'll try it um, and the temptation is real during the Daniel fast um, my daughter she had a, a school homework assignment she's in first grade and she said oh she had to do a chart so she had to ask some questions and she decided I'm gonna ask what what people's favorite food is and so she just, she chose from uh, steak, tacos, hamburgers, and pizza. And every single person that answered was like, oh, tacos, tacos, tacos. And I'm just like, oh, that steak sounds so good. It, but, you know, temptation is, is real. But, you know, um, I've been at a point where it's like I'm a little hungry, but it hasn't bothered me. I go, you know not days but I go times where it's like oh, I haven't eaten in a while and but I have been sustained so well during this Daniel fast for th eating things I don't really eat on a regular I again I'm not a veg vegetable person and so to to find you know um, like a comfort in what I'm eating is has been a big help for me because like I said it, it it's not for me it's not supposed to be about the food 
it's supposed to be about getting closer to the Lord, and it's it's definitely helped me out a lot. So um, just continue. If you're having a hard time, continue with the Daniel Fast. Check out the Facebook page. Uh, we're trying to help everybody as best we can. Um, moving on from food. Uh, our worship team, uh, we are having a worship workshop, and that is going to be Saturday, January 23rd here at the church. Uh, it's going to be from 10 a.m. to noon, um, and it just... It's a way for, for those that aren't part of the worship team to come and check it out. Bring your instrument if you have one. Bring uh, if you want to be part uh, or know more about uh, setting up sound. And, and we got all these new cameras working the cameras. Uh, you can do that as well. But come expecting. Uh, dive deeper into to worship with the Lord. Um, and that again is Saturday the 23rd from 10 a.m. to noon. Um, our Thirst Conference, again, is coming up January 29th and 30th. Uh, if you happen to get the newsletter, you would see some uh, the times of the schedules for those. Uh, there's going to be two uh, services, um, or two times of service, two different types of services. One's going to be live and outdoor here uh, for those that can make it. Uh, another one will be online uh, through Facebook Live. Uh, again, varying times just based on because the online is going to be uh, live worldwide. Uh, so we're going to be able to uh, reach those that aren't uh, close enough and not in our time zone. So that way we can uh, reach everybody in a better time. Uh, so do be ready for that because it is going to be uh, awesome. Um, also, a quick announcement, if anybody happens to have or know anybody that has uh, extra heat lamps that we're able to borrow for the time of the, the Thirst Conference, um, just because we are going to be outside, it will be an evening uh, service, uh, will be a little chilly, so if you're able to, to help donate that uh, to borrow, then we can go ahead and get those back to you. Thank you. Uh, our missionaries, we just want to continually pray and and. You know, if we support our missionaries, continue to do that as well. Uh, this week, our missionary of the week is Christine DeCurtis. Uh, she does an online, uh, a Facebook online uh, interview every Friday night called Kingdom Conversations, uh, interviewing people from, you know, uh, uh, musicians that are, you know, that are followers and, and other people that are um, getting the word out getting the Lord's word out in different aspects and different areas of life. Um, so please uh, uh, keep her in your prayers and, and check that out on Facebook as well because that's an awesome ministry. Um, I just want to remind everybody to stay faithful in their tithe and offering. Uh, just continue to give. Be faithful and you will be blessed. Uh, and now for uh, an awesome word from Pastor Lynn on why miracles. Amen. Well, I'd have to say our Indian uh, brothers and sisters may not understand why the Daniel fast is hard for us <laughs> because they come from a vegetarian society. So they're like, what? Why are you guys struggling so much? Uh, yeah, we're we're pretty, uh, I don't know. What do you call it? Cush? I don't even know what we are. Anyway, we are just, we, we struggle for different reasons. But um, so... All of our Indian brothers and sisters pray for us, I guess, as we're in this Daniel fast. I know many of you eat a Daniel uh, diet most of the time. Um, I also want to encourage those of you that are live right now online to post um, if you have a miracle that you are praying for. I want you to post that during the service because we want to pray with you 
regarding those things, those miracles that you are asking of the Lord, that you are asking, seeking, and knocking. I don't want you to be intimidated or ashamed to post that. We're going to pray with you. And actually, Pastor David, if, if you could get a list or whatever, at the end of my message, we're just going to declare and decree some of those things that you send in during the time I'm preaching. Okay, so it's okay for you to write while I'm preaching. Okay, not... I like your shirt. I like your jacket. I like your shoes. I want you to write about what you're expecting God for during the season of miracles because this is a season the Lord has given to us of miracles. He wants to show forth his mighty power to the nations. This is his will. This is his design. This is who he is. This is who he's always been. And this is who he will always be. But he looks for people to do it. He looks for vessels to do it. And that's why he is challenging us to see his supernatural power and say, yes, Lord, I will be a vessel of your supernatural power. But why miracles? You know, Pastor Lynn, doesn't that sound kind of fluffy? Doesn't that sound like... You know, it's not meaty. No, it's very meaty, actually, because miracles are in Scripture, and Scripture, excuse me, <coughs> is full of miracles. And this is one way that God interacts with his people. He shows his supremacy. He shows his superiority over all things when he performs a miracle and he invites people to be a part of this. This is God culture. This is the culture of Jesus. Psalm 77, 14 says this. You are the God who performs miracles. You display your power among the people. He loves to display his power among the people. He is high and lifted up. He is above all other lower, uh, other small G gods. And what we say in that is that what all the principalities and powers that may in man's eyes appear to compete with God, I'm going to tell you he is high above those things. Amen, Pastor Lynn. Amen, Pastor Lynn. Amen. He is high above those things. He is not in competition with principalities and powers wherever you're living. He is high above those things, and he is supreme, and he loves to perform his miracles and to display his power among the people. The fact is this. We need his miracles. We need his miracles. This is the way that the Lord addresses the impossibilities that come into our lives. We live in a broken world. We live in a fallen world. And we need his intervention in our lives. And he wants to. It is an expression of his love for his people, for the world, for children, for his children. We need miracles. God's supernatural intervention in our lives. You know, when we use the word miracles, it's actually a broader term. And it has to do with the supernatural intervention in our lives, maybe supernatural provision. You know, Jesus fed the 5,000. God performed uh, supernatural provision for Israel with the manna falling from heaven. The Lord still gives supernatural provision. Have you ever needed supernatural provision? Maybe you do need supernatural provision. Then you ask the Lord for the miracle. He is still the one that takes the two fish and five loaves and multiplies it. Supernatural provision. 
supernatural protection. We need supernatural protection. We live in a broken world. We live in a dangerous world. And the Lord loves to protect his children. Psalms 91 speaks of his protection. You know, Pastor David and I, we've done a lot of international travel and with our friends and our family in many nations. And when a few years ago, in our, I think it was 2000 something, 2014, I don't know what it was, but it was, no, maybe not 2014, 2007, nine, I don't know. When, when you get old, you don't really remember the year, but you do remember the event. We were in Bangladesh. We had a team of people with us and we were traveling. We were in a van. And, you know, in our view, in our view, American view, sometimes driving can be crazy in certain parts of the world. But I have traveled enough to know when things are crazy and when things are not crazy. So I'm used to a lot of the travel in many parts of the the world and it doesn't really bother me. But when I was in Bangladesh, there was a driver who was being extremely dangerous, extremely, I'd say, maniacal. He was being, um, there was actually a demonic presence on him, and he was driving very, very dangerously. And I told the lady that was with us who spoke Bengali to tell him to tell the driver to slow down. I'm very uncomfortable with his driving. So she did it. She did it nicely. He still did it. He laughed and he looked back at us, laughed, and he continued to drive extremely dangerously. Bothered me. I was getting pretty heated. And I said, you know what? Please tell him again to slow down. And she did. She told him again, a little bit more firmly this time, but he did not. He actually was even more committed to driving Uh, dangerously and scaring everybody and actually putting us in danger and then I just said you know what you tell him right now to slow down you tell him right now to slow down and right when she began to say it the car everything in the van all the electronics shut down it just went dark immediately to the point where he could not he could not drive at all and he had a coast over to the side of the road and we had a call we got a different driver a different vehicle and we went on our merry way it was the holy spirit's supernatural protection the holy spirit's miraculous supernatural protection this is who our god is supernatural provision supernatural protection supernatural healing supernatural presence he wants to give us his supernatural presence you know we go through things we go through pain in our lives and the lord wants to hover over us with his supernatural presence there are believers that have such a sense of his presence that they can go through something and not be all anxious and fearful even though they've gone through a very difficult situation because they have the supernatural presence of the lord in their lives See, he wants to display his miraculous power among the people. Deuteronomy 10.21 says this. He is the one you praise. He is your God who performs for you those great and awesome wonders you saw with your own eyes. I like that last phrase. You saw with your own eyes. The fact is this. The Lord wants you to see with your own eyes the miraculous power of God. Not just be told. 
not just being handed down, not just grandfathered in. He wants every generation to see the miraculous power of God in their lives. And I'm going to tell you, we are the caretakers of the Jesus culture, the culture of the miraculous. Who is the body of Christ? And I'm telling you, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So what is going on in our culture, our Jesus culture? It should be the miraculous power of God for this generation so that they will see him perform his miraculous power with their own eyes. It's so important. It's so important because he's real. God is real and he invites humans to be a part of the culture of the miraculous. You know, in the Old Testament, he did this. Moses was a part of it. Joshua was a part of it. Elijah was a part of it. Elisha was a part of it. And then in the New Testament, his disciples, he empowered his disciples to heal and to deliver people. And he sent them out even before he was resurrected. He sent them out. The early church, after the Holy Spirit came down, they were baptized. They were in the marketplace. They went out and the church grew and multiplied because there are people of the culture of the miraculous, which was Jesus culture. See, we are invited in this generation to participate in Jesus culture in the culture of the miraculous in our lives, through our lives. So many of us say, oh, I need, I need, I need. But you know what? It is about receiving, but it's also about being a vessel of the miraculous power of God. I loved Anthony's testimony. Testimony that happened this week of God touching his son, his son who was suffering, suffering so terribly. And the Lord touched them this week because they began to believe God. They stepped into that miraculous culture and said, you know what? We haven't really prayed about this. Let us start praying about this and believing God can touch and alleviate the pain of our child. Come on, people. Let us invite the miraculous culture into our lives. Apply it in our lives. I know one thing. I was telling my mom was a few or maybe a week or two ago, I can see the end. When you can start seeing the end, some of us that are in our 50s, I can see 86. Because I've been married to him for 31 years, and I'm 55, so that means I can see 86. See? 86. That'd be when I'm getting to the place of, you know, seeing Jesus in the natural realm, you know? I won't have too many years left. I want to see the miraculous power of God in this generation, not only to me, but through me, through me and more and more and more. And I believe it. Why do I preach with such conviction? Because I believe it. It's for today. And miracles are not just about us getting something we can't have unless God shows up. It's about the authenticity of Jesus. Jesus is real and he's here. He's here through the power of the Holy Spirit. His presence is here. He's with us. He's not far off. He's here. He's here. He's here right now. He's here right now. Lord, you want people to know you're here. You're the same. You touch people. You heal people. You deliver people. You're here. Luke 7, verse 20. When the men came to Jesus, they said, John the Baptist sent us to to you to ask, Are you the one who is to come? 
Or should we expect someone else? Now, this is interesting because John is the one that baptized Jesus. He knew who Jesus was. And at that very time, Jesus cured many who had diseases, sicknesses, and evil spirits and gave sight to many who were blind. So he replied to the messengers, go back and report to John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Jesus verified his Messiahship to John by the miraculous power that flowed through him. Miracles point to the authenticity of Jesus Christ. Jesus is real today and he still performs miracles. Jesus even declared, this is how I'm, I'm going to verify that I am the Messiah to you, John. You already know, but I'm sending this message to you by the miracles that are being performed. I am doing the mission of God. I'm doing what God, the Father, asked me to do as he proclaimed in Luke chapter 4, 18, after he came out of the desert filled with the Holy Spirit. This is what he said. The spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind to set the oppressed free. And he did it. He did it. Went about doing it. The healings, the deliverances, the provision, those things, those miraculous things, because he was fulfilling the word of scripture about who he was, who he was the son of God. He was the Messiah being sent to save the world and he did it so we would believe the apostle john writes this in john chapter 20 verse 30 now jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples which are not written in this book but these are written so that you may believe that jesus is the christ the son of god and that by believing you may have life in his name so that you may believe. I write these things so that you will believe that this is the validation of the truth of Jesus Christ. Did everyone believe? Did everyone who saw miracles believe? No. But many believe. Will everyone that sees miracles here believe? No. They'll pick them apart. They'll try to excuse it away. They'll try to say, no, you're just, you know, making it up. They'll do something. But some will believe. Some will know that the truth of Jesus Christ. It will be a validation. That's what John says. So I write these things so that you will believe. See, the miraculous power of Jesus through our lives is authentic, authentic, showing his authenticity. Showing that he is real. The validation of who Jesus is. And he is the same today. And he flows through his children. See, the fact is this. The culture of Jesus is miraculous. The culture. The culture of Jesus is miraculous. And it is still miraculous. So if we walk with Jesus, we walk in the miraculous power of God. We walk in his culture. Not in the culture of the world, not in the culture of doubt, not in the culture of faithlessness. We walk in his culture. See, miracles simply are the culture of Jesus. 
It's the way that God confronts the impossibilities that man experiences here in a broken world. He confronts those impossibilities by performing a miracle. Saying, I am greater than your impossibility. This is the culture of Jesus. How many times in the gospel? So many more times than what I put down here. That he says that with God all things are possible. Matthew 19, 26. But Jesus looked at them and said, with man this is impossible. How many times do we just stop there? No, but with God, when we step into the culture of Jesus, but with God, all things are possible. Mark 10, 27, Jesus looked at them and said, with man, it is impossible, but not with God for all things are possible with God. No matter what you need, God is the God who conquers the impossibilities through his miraculous power. And we are invited See, this is the thing. Why do people, and I'm, I'm going to especially say, why do believers step outside of the culture of the miraculous? Why do they dwell in that land when the Lord has invited us to be a part of that culture? Matthew 17, 20, he said to them, because of your little faith, what were they talking about? They couldn't cast out a demon. And he says, well, it's because you lack faith. You have little faith. I say to you, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. So it sounds to me like he's telling them they had not just little faith, they had almost no faith because he's saying it only takes a mustard seed of faith to move a mountain that's what you can do when you believe philippians 4 13 says i can do all things through him who strengthens me whatever it may be that miraculous power that miraculous presence of god that miraculous provision of god the miraculous protection of god he's invited us to his into his culture why why has he invited us to live in his culture the why is a very important thing why you do something should be the first question before you get to how you do it you should know why you're doing it first because we are to live for his call so many people are wondering what's my purpose it's easy it's not hidden in scripture it's very clear in scripture live for his call Live for him, being a vessel of his power, being a witness that he has asked you to be, to live for his call, being his vessel. But we can get so easily distracted by the things of this world. We can get so easily distracted by the agendas of this world, chasing after things, wanting to be like things of this world, people of this world that are have some flowery talk to say oh you need to be like that and this and the other thing rather than saying you know what i'm going to keep it real simple jesus i'm going to live for his call matthew 9 32 while they were going away a mute demon possessed man was brought to jesus and when the demon was driven out the mute man spoke and the crowds wondered in amazement amazement saying never before has anything like this miracle been seen in Israel? But the Pharisees, I like this because I don't really like it, but it shows how distraction can come. 
But the Pharisees were saying he cast out the demons by the power of the ruler of demons. Jesus went throughout all cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every kind of sickness and disease. When he saw the crowds, he was moved with compassion and pity for them because they were dispirited and distressed like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. You have a few things going on. First, he's saying live for the call. The Lord wants us to have his priorities, his values, his love, his power. He wants us to live for the call. And what is the call? The harvest. The harvest is plentiful. But the workers are few. What is the harvest? He he described the harvest. It was the people that he ministered to. That was the harvest. These people that that he was healing, the people who he's preaching to, the people who were being delivered, that was the harvest. They had need. And he was responding with compassion to their need. That's the harvest. Seeing the harvest. Keep it real. Keep it simple. Keep it about Jesus fixing on the harvest, not on all the distractions. But even in this text, you find the Pharisees trying to create a distraction. The world wants to create distraction. The enemy wants to create distraction. And in that text, one of the greatest distractions was division. The the Pharisees were trying to create division by what they said. Matthew 9:34 but the Pharisees were saying he cast out demons by the power of the ruler of demons. See, he wanted to focus or distract toward division. That's what the Pharisees or the enemy trying to do, use the Pharisees to try to create division, to distract towards division. See, the enemy loves all types of division. He if you want to give the enemy a great present, create division. Allow division, cultivate division because the enemy loves division, division in your home, division in your marriage, division in the church, division in a ministry, a divided nation, division, 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 even personal division. When you're all confused, when you're all split, when you're all double-minded division, why? Because you get become like a a deer in the headlights you become paralyzed because of the division because of the confusion that you have the enemy wants you to be divided he loves division and what this scripture shows is division keeps us from doing what jesus has called us to do see if he can get us divided in any sort of way and i've seen it happen I've seen it happen over and over and over. There's not one thing that is new. Seen it happen and, and people fall for it. Fall for it. Chasing after what the world's telling them. Be divided. Rather than saying, you know, I'm going to fix my eyes on Jesus and what he has called us to do. Division. That's how we can get distracted. We can get into that flow, that, that very toxic spirit of division, lack of compassion. Well, if we get all divided, we surely will lack compassion, especially for those who we consider our enemies, don't we? We start to lack compassion. 
we don't become compassionate or loving at all. And lack of compassion pulls us away from the harvest because we start to cherry pick who we're going to minister to. We start to be the resentful older son in the prodigal son story. Remember that story where he steps, he doesn't want the younger son to come back and be forgiven and be empowered. He doesn't want that because he's divided. He lacks compassion for his younger brother. He doesn't want him there. See, that's what happens. Lack of compassion pulls us away from the harvest. It makes us angry at the world. It makes us angry at the lost. It makes us angry at sinners. It makes us angry at other believers even if they don't think the way that we think or we don't think that they're living right. It makes us angry rather than compassionate. And we're pulled away from the harvest because of our lack of compassion. And when we lack compassion, we lack spiritual power. Because spiritual power, true spiritual power from the Lord is rooted and grounded in love. And compassion is love in action. It's love on the move. And we become powerless because we lack compassion. Because we're to be rooted in love because God is love. And that's who Jesus is. See, we are to serve those who Jesus died for. And compassion causes us to serve the people who Jesus died for. And it's not just a few here and there that that show up and we like or whatever or agree with us. It's the world. For God so loved the world. That he gave his son. And that's who we serve. Because we are moved with compassion. Because we have the heart of Jesus. That's how we reach the harvest. Because compassion moves us. See Jesus didn't just have compassion. He was moved with compassion. There was action to his compassion. Because compassion is serving in love. I am activated because of compassion. See, when we lack compassion, it actually pulls us away from the harvest. We don't have the heart of God. We don't have the heart for people. We're irritated with them. We're bothered by them rather than moved with compassion. What else? Another distraction can be laziness and spiritual lethargy. Wow. Laziness and spiritual lethargy produces a lack of compassion. When we get cold, when we get outside of the word, getting not reading the word, you know how important it is to be in the word every day? It is extremely important. The word of God will combat the thoughts that the enemy is trying to give you. See, and the fact is this, we can get, we, we're just confused on the enemy's thoughts if we're not in the word. And people try to get around it. They try to get around being, oh, I just don't understand. I don't want to be in the word, you know, on board. They'll watch hours of television, watch hours of being on the internet, watch hours of podcasts of all kinds and not in the word. And then they wonder why their mind is so captured. In very negative ways. You've got to be in the word. And the word activates you. And challenges you not to be lazy or lethargic. You say, well, Pastor Lynn, how do you stay spiritually vibrant? Well, I'll tell you what. I go against what my flesh wants. Because in the morning, when, I'm, when it's time to do the fill to the brim, do you think I want to get up 
and feed people? No. My flesh wants to say, stay in bed. Get in a, stay in your jammies. Put on a blanket. Sit there. Don't get in the word. That's what your flesh wants. There's very few days when my flesh doesn't try to pull me into lethargy, into laziness. But the fact is this, you do the opposite of what the flesh is saying. You get into the word. And as you get into the word, the Holy Spirit, the spirit takes over that flesh. And and the spirit begins to feed your spirit. And you begin to dictate to your flesh. Flesh, you're not going to have your way today. And and mindsets that are trying to come from the world, you're not going to have your way. I'm going to have the mind of Christ. I'm going to have the power of the Holy Spirit. You know what? There's no way around it. The way that you remain spiritually vital is through the word and through prayer and receiving the spirit of God. Nobody can do it for you. They can encourage, I can encourage you. I can command you. I can show you in the word, but you've got to do it. Breaking off that spiritual lethargy. See, Jesus was never spiritually lethargic. He did what he said he was going to do. He casted out demons, he healed the sick, and he not only, he preached and he taught, but he modeled it to his disciples and he equipped his disciples and activated them to go and do it. Before he went to the cross, he activated them. Go and do it. The harvest is so white, I'm sending you out right now. Before he fills them with the Holy Spirit later on, he sends them out and he says, Matthew 10, 1. Jesus summoned his 12 disciples and gave them authority and power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every kind of disease and every kind of sickness. Can you imagine you're walking with Jesus in the culture of Jesus, in the supernatural power of Jesus? You're in this culture. You're walking with him. You're watching what he's doing. You're listening to his teaching. And then all of a sudden he said, okay, now it's been long enough of you watching. You've listened You've watched, now you're going to do. And I'm saying to you today, you've listened, you've watched, and now you're going to do it. You're going to get out there and you're going to reap the harvest. And you're going to be moved with compassion because you're going to have my heart. You're going to be moved. You're going to be moved to action because of the compassion, not aloof. Not apathetic, not spiritually lazy, not distracted, not spiritually dry. You're going to be moved with compassion. You're going to reap the harvest. You're going to walk in my culture, in my miraculous culture. This is the will of Jesus for you. It wasn't just for the disciples. It just wasn't for the early church. It wasn't just for Paul the apostle and the people mentioned in the, in the letters that Paul writes. It's for us today. We are part of the Jesus culture and that's the miraculous power of God to flow through us and to be moved with compassion. It's not just us for no more. It's not just, oh, it's everything's okay with my family. All my children are doing fine. My children are healthy. My children all have good jobs. My children are okay. They're doing good. So I don't need to be moved with compassion. What are you talking about? We are Jesus in this world. 
and we are to be moved with compassion it's a blessing it's a blessing i am a blessed woman because i have children serving the lord i'm a blessed woman because i have grandchildren and children that are healthy but that's not where it stops people not just with us for and no more it's we go on beyond us to be the vessel like jesus was first john 4 17 because as he is so are we in the world so as he is so are we in the world as he is I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's how you are. I am the miracle-working God. That's how you are. Whoa! Why are we living below that? Because as he is, so are we in the world. Holy. Holy means separate. The word separate, holy means separate. Holy children, holy people, holy. We are his, his saints, his people that he has set apart. Why? Why? So that we are him to this world. Second Timothy 2, 4 says this. No soldier in active service gets entangled in the ordinary business affairs of civilian life. He avoids them. So that he may please the one who enlisted him to serve. Okay. It's very easy to get entangled in the affairs of civilian life. What does that mean? The things of the world. The things going on in the world. And we almost feel like we're supposed to be entangled in that. But this scripture says no. We're to please the one who has enlisted us for his service. For his service, which he told us what that was. It's his harvest. It's the harvest is white, but the laborers are few. So pray that the Lord would send out laborers into the harvest. Are we getting ourselves entangled in the worldly ways of thinking in these things, these philosophies of the world that are pulling us, pulling us, pulling us into division, pulling us into lethargy, pulling us, pulling us, and pulling us into lack of compassion rather than saying, my mission is to do the will of my Father. Ephesians 6, 12, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood. It is a spiritual one, and it has eternal consequences. Daily, it has eternal consequences. That's why the enemy wants your eyes off the harvest, because he knows good and well that there are eternal consequences. He wants you to get involved in civilian affairs. He wants you to get involved in the things of this world, rather than the true battle, the battle that is eternal, the battle that is eternal. Matthew 28, 18, Jesus came up and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. 
Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. This is the mission. Acts 1.8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. Let me tell you, if you don't have power, then the Holy Spirit hasn't come upon you. Something's wrong. Because the word's not a liar. The Bible's not a liar. There's something, there's something block. We got some blockage. We got some blockage going on. We got some stuff in the way. We got some lies in the way. We got some deceptions in the way. We feasted on the wrong things. We feasted our minds on the wrong junk. And that's why we don't have the power. Because he said that, that when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will have power to be my witnesses. Empowerment. So what does his harvest have to do with miracles? Well, I would say everything because he's empowered us. And as I said in 1 John 4, 17, because as he is, so are we in the world. It has everything to do with it because we are people filled with the Holy Spirit. John 14, 12, this is what Jesus says. And what Jesus says is true. I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, I am the word. John 14, 12, very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. Now, he doesn't say may do. He doesn't say some will do. <laughs> this, is a, this is on us, isn't it? You know, it's only pastors. It's only people. You, got, you get paid to do it, Pastor Lynn. You know what? You do it whether you're paid to do it or not. You do it. You do it. You do it. But this is interesting. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works. Now, we got to go back to that sentence, whoever believes in me. Maybe we're having a hard time believing in him. And that's why the will do is not happening. Maybe it comes back to us really not believing. We've, we've filled our minds with the worldly views, the worldly doubts. Maybe it's intellectual pride. Maybe it's human pride. Maybe it's spiritual pride. Maybe we don't want the Holy Spirit telling us anything. Well, guess what? You're not filled with the Holy Spirit if you're not ready to surrender to him because being filled is full surrender to the Holy Spirit, which creates the will do. I will do the works that he has been doing. And... Not only that, he says, and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. He's going to the Father. And what does he do when he goes to the Father? He sends the Holy Spirit to fill us every day to walk in his power. Now, this is the thing. We have to be filled with the Spirit to walk in the culture of Jesus. Fully God, fully man, Jesus culture. To walk in the culture of Jesus, we have to be filled with the holy spirit what's problem is when believers i'm speaking to believers right now i'm not speaking to the world I'm not speaking to those who have not yet received christ i'm speaking to those of you that say the holy spirit's in you the problem is when we don't walk filled with the holy spirit we reach for earthly power we reach for what i call pseudo power we reach for insufficient power. We reach for limited power because we have chosen not to be filled with the Holy Spirit. 
We reach for economic power. We reach for personal power. We reach for political power. We reach for dark spiritual power. We get bored with the things of the word. The things of the word aren't working, Pastor Lynn. I'm going to go see something else. And we begin to play around with power, the dark side of power, because we're not filled with the spirit. We must be filled with the spirit. And when we are filled with the Spirit, we will not forget what He's done. I am the same yesterday, today, and forever. You will do the works that I've been doing, and greater works you will do. This is Jesus. Greater works will you do. You know, the disciples were in Jesus culture boot camp. man they were in Jesus culture boot camp and they got to participate in the miraculous in the culture of Jesus and so they were used to feed the 5,000 to feed the 4,000 and by their hands they distributed this miraculous provision and then they went on their merry way and they got upset about not having bread very interesting that they would have an argument about forgetting bread and when jesus said why are you guys so concerned about not having bread matthew 16 9 see they got their mindset on the physical realm not knowing they stepped out they stepped out of the culture of jesus and he says to them Matthew 16, 9. Do you still not understand? Don't you remember the five loaves for the 5,000 and how many basketfuls you gathered? Don't you remember you participated in the miraculous and now you stepped outside of it and you're all worried about not bringing bread? When I am able to multiply two fish and five loaves for 5,000, you have forgotten the teaching. How many times has God done something in our lives and we've allowed it to just kind of fade into the distance rather than recounting the miraculous power of the Lord saying, I am going to remember what God has done. I'm going to remember how he saved me. I'm going to remember how he delivered me. I'm going to remember how he healed me. I'm going to remember how he protected me. I'm going to remember how he provided me. And not only am I going to remember it, I am going to declare it. And I'm going to tell it over and over and over again. And when we do that, we cultivate. We cultivate the culture of the miraculous. Because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he wants to do his great works through you through your life why miracles because it shows forth the power of god in our lives why miracles because it shows forth that jesus is real and he's the same yesterday today and forever he's not just a historical figure he's here he's here he's here he's here right now right now right now for you for you for little anthony's son miles he's here Come, let the children come to me.
Let me touch them. Let me bless them. I'm here to touch you, to deliver you, to free you, to save you, to heal you. I'm here. I'm here. And how does he do it? He does it through his children. He does it through you. He does it through me when we're filled with the Holy Spirit and we're moved with compassion. Right now I feel the compassionate heart of Jesus. He wants to touch you. He wants to touch your loved ones. He wants to touch people you know. He's still the miraculous God. He wants to touch them. His assignment has not changed. It doesn't matter how much money you make. It doesn't matter what country you live in. It doesn't matter how much education you have. It doesn't matter how nice your clothes are. It doesn't matter how intellectual you think you are. His assignment for his children have not changed. Greater works will you do. Why? Because I'm sending my Holy Spirit and He dwells in us. He dwells in us. He dwells in me. He dwells in you. I'll tell you what, Pastor David, I'm going to go down swinging. And I hope you all go down swinging saying, I'm going to give it all. I'm going to give it all. I'm going to give it all. Some of you, you say, you know what? I've been so lost. I mean, I, I serve the Lord in the sense of he's my savior, but I feel so lost. Get back fixed on his mission. It hasn't changed. Get rid of the distractions. Get rid of the double-minded. Close down the portholes that have opened up, that you have opened up stuff that's been feeding you things of the world. Close them down. Get your eyes on Jesus. Get your eyes on the mission that he has called you to. I surrender. Come on, we're going to surrender right now. Get rid of those distractions right now. He's empowering his church for the harvest. He's empowering his church. It doesn't matter what country you're in. It doesn't matter where you live. He's empowering you for the harvest. Let us not get our eyesight on the weapons formed against us that are trying to prosper. That's never the purpose of that text. It's time to enlarge the place of your territory. And he has promised no matter what comes against you, it will not prosper. Enlarge the place of your territory. And according to Isaiah 54, that means miraculous. The barren woman shall have children. The barren woman shall give birth. Sing, O barren woman. Sing, O barren woman. Start to declare it. Start to declare what God wants to do in your life. Enlarge the place of your tent. Be a miraculous person. Believe God. Pray the big prayers. Pray them for others. Pray them. Encourage people around you to tell the needs that they have. Don't shut them down. Don't make them feel ashamed for those needs. But encourage them because of the compassion that you have that's from Jesus. Worship team. I want you to sing. Here is where I lay it down. Every burden, every.
every crown this is my surrender this is my surrender here is where i lay it down every lie and every doubt this is my surrender and i will make room for you jesus to do whatever you want to to do whatever you want to and i will make room for you to do whatever you want to to do whatever you want to so now what we're going to do is we're going to live what we just preached we're going to pray for some miraculous things to happen And you know what, worship team, I want you to change to I'm going to see a miracle. Because we're going to believe God. We're shifting things. Pastor David's going to help me. Don't worry. We're, we live together. So don't worry about us sharing a mic, okay? <laughs> we're going to start praying for the needs that have come through the, the live stream. We're going to start praying for your need that you sent. And I want you to activate your faith. We're going to activate our faith. But you're going to activate your faith right now right now first need removal of bitterness in your family right now father we take captive that spirit of bitterness that is not from you it is from the enemy we take captive that lord we say father to remove it but lord i say for those who are experiencing that that they would break off that spirit of unforgiveness that spirit of it being entitled that they can be unforgiving that is a deception from the enemy we break off the deception those of you that this is your prayer request the lord just says break off the deception that unforgiveness is okay that that it's empowerment to you unforgiveness is not empowerment it actually creates powerlessness it, it creates a domain for the enemy listen it's a word to you right now. It creates a domain for the playground of the enemy and it creates powerlessness over you. Now break it off right now. Denounce bitterness. Denounce bitterness right now. Give it to the Lord. Give it to the Lord. You forgive because the Lord has forgiven you right now. Just release it to the Lord. Denounce it. You say, I don't feel like it. It doesn't matter how you feel. You bring your feelings and your mindset under Christ Jesus right now. Bring it under Christ Jesus right now. Now, Lord, it's your now the Spirit of God is flowing. He's flowing in you. He's flowing. He's He's purging that. He's cleansing that right now. Right now. Right now. Father, we come before you too for the prayer for favor of governmental interference on ministries right now, Lord. We pray, Father, that you would break that off. We pray, Father, that the anointing of your spirit would come in a very powerful and strong way. Lord, we pray for Light Life Freedom specifically and any other ministries that may have a governmental entanglement in what they're doing and trying to suppress them and, Lord, the work that they're doing. Father, we come in the name that is above every name, that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. The names of, of governments bow before Jesus Christ. And, Lord, we declare and decree over this ministry that, God, there will be a, a new 
season of favor, a new season of restoration of, of things that have been taken from it. Lord, we also want to pray for those workers that are there, that God, that you would deliver them and set them free. That Lord, there are people that are been placed in locations because of government requirements. That Lord, we pray that they would come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. We pray they'd be delivered and be set free. That Lord, they may be sent there and be paid for by the government, but Lord, I pray they'd be brothers and sisters in Christ. We pray for their salvation. We pray for not just their salvation, but God, a trickle down into their families. Lord, we release over that ministry right now a supernatural favor, God, in a special provision of grace, in a special provision of your mercy, and a special provision of your hand upon them. In Jesus' name. And you know, I just there's a word for you for Light Life Freedom. The Lord wants to give you revelation of the authority that you have, that you have greater authority. Walk in the authority that you're, you have. You have greater authority than you know. The Lord wants to give you a greater revelation of the authority that he has given to you. That's a word for you. Salvation of a mother. Lord, we pray right now for those that are praying for their salvation of their mother. Lord, right now, your greatest miracle is salvation. Father, we say, Lord, release that. Lord, I say, send evangelists, send messengers. Oh, Lord, break off the hardness of heart. Break off the stony heart. Lord, prepare the terrain to receive your word, Lord. Whatever it takes, Father, whatever it takes, Lord, bring salvation, Lord, to this mother in your name, in your name. Lord, I want to pray for the reunion of an estranged daughter from her family, that, Father God, you would touch this young woman, Lord, and you would bring her back to the family. Whatever has caused it, Lord, if there's been unforgiveness or a rebellion, no matter, you know the situation, you know the circumstance, Father, and we stand in agreement, Father, that there, there has been attempts made to make reconciliation, and they've been denied. Lord, right now, we pray that you would speak to her heart, right now penetrate her heart in a supernatural way God I pray that father there will be a, a, a presence that your presence over her life right now God in such a strong way that you would bring her back to the relationship she needs to have with her family Lord we just ask that in that name above every name father thank you Lord Lord, we, we pray for supernatural provision to pay off a church mortgage. Lord, we say in your name, Father, you are the one who multiplies. Lord, we break off that uh, mortgage that is preventing resources from going into other new areas of ministry. It is time for a new flow. It's time for the enlargement of territory. So, Lord, we break that off. We say, Father, an influx of finance to this year 2021 break off that mortgage that there will be debt free the church will be debt free in your name in your name lord we pray for advancement of ministries into new areas and new territories lord that you will allow for a release of opportunity lord i pray for divine vision to see things in the spirit realm that are not seen in the natural lord i pray for partnership to come alongside of those ministries that are striving to to break new ground that lord and i pray that they would not uh, be weary in the work, Lord, that it would not be discouraged because of some of the attacks they may feel, that they may have some 
uh, opposition against them, Lord. We pray that, Father, you will just release in a divine way opportunities. And, Lord, I pray even now for believers and unbelievers alike that will open up opportunities for locations of ministry and for territories that that have been closed and for governmental uh, authority over those areas that they'd be released to go in there and i pray for uh, financial provision for those ministries lord that you will release open up the heavens i pray that the prayer of general booth that you take the uh, money of the the wicked and you'd wash it in the blood of the lamb and build the kingdom of god with it and Lord, I pray for a, a supernatural restoration of those ministries that are currently needing renovation, Lord. We pray for the finances for that. We pray for a release of, of permits and authorization. We pray for workers, Lord. We pray for people that will come in. And I, I, I speak that, God, you will speak to people to make donations of very expensive opportunities of blessing these ministries lord that you will give them favor with people you'll give them favor when they go to the markets and buy the 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 supplies and the the warehouses and the construction places that god you will give them favor in a way like they've never known before father in your precious name we ask hold on lord says to you the the person that just said i want to have uh, an advancement into new areas. The Lord has given the scripture of Joshua to you. It says, be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Amen? Be strong and courageous. The Lord wants to give you every place that you set your foot. Every place that you set your foot. So we declare that right now. Lord, we pray right now healing power to flow to San Giovanni. Lord, we know that she has struggled with leukemia, cancer. Lord, we pray, Father, the wind of the Spirit, the miraculous power of God to blow in that place in New Delhi right now. Right now, Father, we say, Father, blow wind of God. Those of you that are online, I want you to believe right now for the supernatural healing power to flow. Father, we place our faith in you. You are Jehovah Rapha. You want to restore her body. You want to make her strong. To be a warrior for you for such a time as this. No more disease. We denounce that disease. We send it back to the pit of hell in the name of Jesus. And we say over San Giovanni's body, arise. Arise. Arise, spirit of Deborah. Arise over her. Come forth. Come forth. Come forth. You're going to lead. You're going to lead. You're going to be a great warrior for such a time as this. Holy Spirit power. Blow. We believe, Lord. We believe. Yes. And Father, we want to come against this uh, treacherous virus of COVID-19, Lord. Father, it is affecting not just one people but millions of people around this globe and father we pray that right now god you are the god who heals all diseases lord whether it's viral or whether it's whatever it may be god you are the one who heals and lord we pray for a divine uh sorry this is a word i get a divine flushing out of of this uh, this vile treacherous uh terroristic disease on the human race right now and father we pray that god there would be a restoration of health
Lord, we pray for the respiratory systems of people and the hearts and the physical uh, 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 stamina that people have lost as a result of this, that, God, you will be restoring it. And, Lord, I pray for those that are getting the vaccines even, Lord, that there'll be a, a rapid deployment of those vaccines. We pray for favor on the pharmaceutical companies, that they will be able to produce more than enough, Lord, that every man, woman, and child on this planet that wants to get those vaccines can get them in a fast and efficient. We pray against any governmental uh, stumbles or uh, roadblocks in distribution. We pray against any breakdowns in some of the freezers that we're seeing and the the distribution networks that are failing lord we pray for your hand to rest upon these people and lord i pray that you would raise up men and women in these systems that can expedite the process lord we pray for a divine favor upon this lord we thank you for medicine but we know ultimately you are the ultimate healer but we also thank you lord for man-made opportunities to bring healing in the lives of men women and children and lord we speak over those areas of the world right now that are just rampant with this virus rampant with this disease lord that god you will bring supernatural healing in an incredibly fast way and lord i pray that when people see the hand of god they will not just say oh thank the doctors or thank the pharmacies that have done this but they'll see that is the lord jesus christ that's brought healing and restoration to their bodies thank you lord. i pray for the person that says that the will of the lord would be done in their life you know what that's the will of the father for you the, the person who wrote that the will of the Lord to be done in your life it's the will of the father he wants his will to be done in your life now right now whoever wrote that I want you to say I surrender okay his will wants to be done now surrender your will surrender your will right now say not my will but yours be done Lord and also say like Mary said to the angel be it unto me according to your word the Lord is sending your word now you surrender now be in his word see it's simple his will is he desires for his will to be done in your life so now you surrender respond and say Lord fill me fill me with your Holy Spirit right now whoever sent that message Lord fill them right now receive say I receive receive say Lord fill me with your Holy Spirit fill me fill me fill me fill me with your Holy Spirit right now the Lord wants to fill you from the top of your head to the sole of your feet fill you with the Holy Spirit father we say we declare this this is a gift that you want to give this person Lord we declare it it is true Lord every we take away those thoughts that are distracting and Lord we bring them in alignment with you father right now in your name in your name and we speak to that uh, situation where you are fearful of speaking out and doing what God's asked you to do Lord uh, right now I, I just pray raise both your hands and just ask the Lord to give you a spirit of boldness a spirit of boldness that comes from his throne room God has not given us a spirit of timidity but of boldness of love and of a sound mind and right now we just pray over you right now that the, the divine power of the Almighty would rest upon you I pray you would be like Daniel in the lion's den that there would be no fear in you there'd be no intimidation in you there'd be no uh, uh, I even I, I'm just Lord speaking to me that there'd be a release from past ministry trauma 
that would release, be released in you so you could walk forward without any type of, uh, I, I get a picture of an anchor that's dragging behind you. Right now we just break those chains. We break those chains, God. We break those chains off of you. And we ask that the Lord Jesus Christ would supernaturally release and restore you into a new capacity, into a new understanding, into a new uh, depth of relationship with him that would free you from any of those things. In Jesus' name we ask. Thank you, Lord. All right. You know what? Thank you for sending in your prayer request. We're going to believe with you. We're going to believe with you. This is a season for miracles. This is a season for miracles. It's a season for the enlargement of your territory. We're going to believe. We believe what the word of the Lord says, what his word says. We believe it over any man's word. We believe it over any man's doubt. We believe it over any man's fear. We believe what the word of the Lord says. We believe what Jesus said to us. And Jesus is here right now with us. He's here right now with you. I want you this week to go forth believing and saying, Lord, enlarge my territory of faith. I'm going to believe you. I'm going to pray the big prayers. I'm going to pray those big prayers, things that, that I've been afraid to ask you for, things that I've been afraid of and intimidated, maybe even embarrassed to ask you for. I'm going to believe you. I'm going to believe you. And not only am I going to do it, not in just in my internal world, I'm going to declare it. I'm going to declare it and decree it in, into the atmosphere. I'm going to declare it and decree it. Let's pray. Father, we're going to step out. We're going to step out. You want us to. You said that we would do what you did and even greater things because you sent us the Holy Spirit. And that's who we are. We are people filled with the Holy Spirit. Lord, you want us to walk in the culture of your miraculous supernatural power. You don't want us to leave it. You don't want us to forget about it. You don't want us to segment our lives. You want us to walk in it in every part of our life. So we, we choose, we submit our will to you and we will do that. And we thank you, Father, for your word. One more prayer. Lord, we want to pray for those people that have said they want to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. My Father, I pray that right now that you would fill them to overflowing. Lord, let not any uh, bad teaching from a church that didn't believe in it. But Lord, I pray that supernaturally, Lord, your Holy Spirit would come down right now in the room. I pray that right now, Father, there'd be a release of your spirit like on the day of Pentecost. I pray they'd be filled from the very top of their... Uh, head to the very soles of their feet to the tip of their left hand to the tip of the right hand Lord I pray that they'd be overfilled and overflowing with the divine presence of the Almighty and Lord we release right now I release over them father the filling of your Holy Spirit in a supernatural way Lord I believe Lord that you are going to do something incredible right now and and in the in the very place where you're sitting I, I just want you to raise your hands and begin to declare the goodness of the Lord. Begin to speak out what the Lord is uh, saying to you. And there's going to be a stirring deep within your spirit. There's going to be a stirring deep within your your, your belly. Uh, scripture says, out of your 
uh, innermost being will flow rivers of living water. And the Lord wants to release the baptism of the Holy Spirit over you in a supernatural way. He doesn't want it to just be some emotive uh, tangent. He wants it to be life-changing and transformational. And Lord, we ask that you would fill your sons and daughters right now with your spirit, Lord. Pour out your spirit with signs and wonders on them. Lord, baptize them with love like they've never had before. Baptize them with grace like they've never had before. Baptize them with an understanding of the word of God like they've never had before. Baptize them with every gift of your Holy Spirit, Father, that they would flow in supernatural ways like they've never seen before, Father. And we ask this in that name that is above every name. Amen, amen, amen. I want you to invite you to be a part of our Thirst Conference. Those of you online that are far away, I want you to tune in. I know that people are going to get baptized in the Holy Spirit. People are going to get healed. I know that God's going to do miraculous things. I want you to continue to seek the Lord. If you don't know the times and dates, next week we'll have them posted so you know what the online times are. We'll have them posted. You can also check on our website, our cross-chain crossroadschristiancenter.org and you can get the online times but I want you to continue to seek remember they sought for the baptism of the Holy Spirit they waited for the endowment upon on high they waited for the power of the Holy Spirit so it's a seeking time and if you did not receive today you start seeking use this as a launching point to seek 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 I believe the Lord is going to give you that gift he wants to give you that gift for greater empowerment and he's going to remove some obstacles to that okay so let him do that but be part of our thirst conference january 29th 30th i know for india it may be uh january 30th and 31st but look online for the timings of it for our online timings we're going to have live stream so that you can post your prayer request there's going to be uh intercessors and prophetic people that are going to reply to your prayer request there's going to be a special email uh an email uh email basically that you can send very private confidential prayer requests to uh, that you may not want to post publicly and they're going to respond to it. it's going to be a powerful time start praying now this is the season for miracles god bless you